Welcome to the Avenue Podcast, your avenue to enlightening conversations and insightful explorations. I'm your host, Trey Etter, and I'm grateful to have you join us. Hey guys, welcome to season two. We're excited for it to finally be here, but we're going to do something different. So instead of having 45 minutes of conversation between two people or three people, or there's a host or whatever that looks like, we're going to have about 10 to 15 minutes of a topic. So it can be a Bible teaching. It can be church history. It can be an important person in history. It can be maybe guided prayer, whatever that looks like, just something interesting, new, but really quick. And so that's what we're going to be doing on season two of this podcast. And so we're going to start off with something that I actually did the first Sunday right before we got here and we're going to be doing actually it's going to be a two-parter this will be 10 things i wish i understood as a freshman and this is part one so here we go first thing church hopping is useful until it's not church hopping is useful until it's not so here's what i mean by this so church hopping is actually decently useful in fact here in waco the rumor is that you can go to a new church every week that you're a student at baylor or mcc tscc and never repeat church churches. Now, you might say that's way too many churches, but regardless, church hopping actually is kind of useful because different churches just offer different things. So some offer a lot of opportunities for students to get involved and be in an internship, or some do a really great job at uh, spiritual formation and discipleship. So, you know, different churches have different strengths, and that's the beauty of the body of Christ. But church hopping is useful until it's not. Because here's the danger that church hopping affords us is that if we never actually get involved in a church, we're not growing as a Christian. We're not being involved in a faith community. We're not being able to be grown by other people who have lived life before us or the people that we can eventually disciple. And suddenly our faith begins to lack and we begin to falter and we begin to feel isolated because We're not actually getting to invest in other people and being invested into. So church hopping is useful until it's not. So hey, here's my advice. If you're going to church hop, make it about four weeks and make a decision because that's going to be really helpful for you. So that's number one. Number two, my friend choices impact me more than I think. My friend choices impact me more than I think. This is a really big thing in my life. Uh, When I was at Baylor, I was able to really pick who my friends were mainly because I didn't know anybody coming in as a freshman back in 2012 but also because uh you know with line camp or with other things that were really helpful uh, I was able to be put in a community of people they were like-minded they were Baylor they had fun at football games so hey let's let's be friends with these friends with these people but what I eventually found out was that even though they're nice people, sometimes the choices that they made affected me in a negative way. Sometimes it affected me in a positive way. Uh, And it really wasn't until I was involved in a small group at a church when we were all striving to grow together, striving to love Jesus and grow in our faith and be disciplined and confess sin, when when I really be able to realize that my friend choices, it impacts a lot. And it actually impacts me in both positive and negative ways. So be careful about the friends that you choose. So that's number two. Number three, my testimony is better than I think. 
So my testimony back when I was growing up, I, I, I didn't grow up with parents who abused drugs. I didn't abuse drugs. I never got involved with alcohol until I was 21 because I'm a great, good Baptist child. Uh, so I, I thought that my testimony really wasn't that great. But it wasn't until I got to disciple some guys who had struggled with pornography addiction that I began to realize, oh, man, I can speak into these guys' lives because I've been there. Uh, a vast part of my testimony is being addicted to pornography and masturbation and really feeling down on myself and feeling alone and feeling like it's never going to break. And it wasn't until I was able to speak into these specific people's lives about what the Lord had done in my life was when I realized my testimony is extremely powerful, not because of me, but because of what God has done in my life and the beauty of who God is and the beauty of the cross and forgiveness and grace and mercy in my life that God did. <laughs> and so my testimony is way better than I think because God is involved. And so that's number three. Number four, knowing how to share the gospel is one thing, actually sharing it is another. Now, this is something that I thought maybe could have been number one, but it's not. It's in no particular order. So here we go. Number four, how to share the gospel is one thing, actually sharing it is another. Look, I, I get it. Like there's some awesome methods out there the circle method the wagon wheel method the hand method the bridge method the uh, mountaintop like there's all sorts of different methods and and knowing how to share the gospel and increasing our confidence in sharing the gospel that's awesome like i'm not digging that at all but here's what i'm saying is that if us knowing how to share the gospel never translates into actually sharing it with somebody it's for nothing so here's my encouragement know how to share the gospel be encouraged by learning and growing in confidence and being uh quick in your thoughts and your actions and you know whipping out your pencil and drawing it or just having a conversation with somebody but don't be afraid to actually share the gospel with somebody um so Knowing about it is one thing, sharing it is another. So let me encourage you, this semester, have a faith conversation with somebody. Ask them, do they go to church? Do they know Jesus? What's their relationship with him like? Just have a conversation about it, and eventually you'll get around to sharing it. So let me encourage you with that. All right, number five, and we'll close this up. Number five, my degree is the key, but not how I think. So here's what I mean by this. At a university, there is a... Uh, a big incentive for the university to encourage you to get a really good job and to have an incredible starting salary and for the university to help you with that because a university is a business. They might not want to say it out loud, but it really is. They, they have to make a profit. They've got to pay their employees. They got to pay their teachers. They, uh, they have to pay their football uh, coaches and stuff like that. So they need to earn money somehow. And so bringing in students and tuition and all those different things play into a wider role of the university being a business. And so they're going to talk about a degree as a way to get a good job, to earn money, to, uh, you know, eventually maybe be able to put some of that money back into the university when you're a donor someday. And so the, the degree is the key for those things. But that's not how the degree, in my view, should be viewed. 
Because if we look at the gospel and we understand the great commission in Matthew 28, we understand that we've been sent. Once we are in the body of Christ, we are ministers of reconciliation is what Paul says. And our job on this earth isn't to be an accountant. It's to share the gospel with other people. So your degree suddenly is a key to access an area that normal people wouldn't be able to access. So what I mean by that is if I was to try to go and uh, try to change an accounting firm for the kingdom, well, I could probably walk in, but I don't really know the software. I'm like barely good at Excel. I know how to like, you know, do a couple functions here and there. Uh, I don't know the software. I don't really know much about professional accounting. I don't know the lingo, all these different things. I I would be shooed out of there in a hurry. So that's not going to be a good strategy for me for we to go to an accounting firm and try to share the gospel with them and change them for the good of the kingdom. But you know who is? Someone with an accounting degree. So suddenly you graduate Baylor, MCC, TSCC with whatever degree or certification you have, and that gives you access to a group of people, to a, uh, a business, a, a, a firm, whatever that looks like, that you wouldn't have had access to had you not had the degree. So suddenly your degree gives you access and ba- availability to share the gospel, to impact that business, that firm, that whatever it is for the kingdom. So your degree is the key, but not how you think. So that was five things I wish I learned as a freshman, but part one, check in next time to talk about the next five things I wish I understood as a freshman, and that'll be part two. But guys, thanks for joining us. We'll catch you next time.